Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Hash It Out, presented by Hash Sports. Let's go. Do you know what beef is? Uh-uh. Ask yourself. Uh-uh. Do you know what beef is? Come on. All right, we have a very special Hash It Out podcast. Um, couldn't have planned it out better if we tried. We have the Super Bowl preview. And the two podcasters themselves, BMAC, the Falcons, Chubabe, myself, the Patriots, squaring off in Super Bowl, I don't even know, was it 51? I always knew it was Uzuo. I knew it was going to come down to this. It had to. This I had to is... sit here and look at your stupid face for two straight weeks, knowing that you're the enemy. I am the enemy. And so, Ben, I was talking to Brian beforehand, and I gave him a piece of advice. Because they are the best two weeks you'll have in your life for that. So I'm here for that. So I'm that. So I mean, I'm I'm used to it. Um, and it, I don't ever take it for granted. It's amazing. You know, just everything's about you. These next two weeks, the whole world is on Atlanta and New England. The whole it's, world. Everybody is just asking questions about the Falcons. Nothing gets better than that. Um, I am at a loss of words for how happy I am right now. This this season. I mean, let's let's start with you. Let's start with with the newcomer. Let's start with the uh, the new kid on the block, the new kid in school, the you know the not so popular kid, but you know made the dance because you know they felt bad for him. Let's start with you. Yeah, yeah, made the dance because he felt felt bad for him, and you know they put up eighty points in two games uh, on the other two teams they played. Uh, yeah, let's start with you. And there you are in your normal. See, this is I want you in this way. I want I want to face you in this way. I want to put the ball down and just fucking smoke you guys. No idea if that's gonna happen, but God do I just want to just go out there and win by forty. Um and I am not relishing this. I want to play this game right now. Like it is just I f I can't I don't even know how to wait two weeks right now for another game. I remember what it was like waiting for a couple weeks just for the Seahawks to get in town. And now we have to wait for the biggest game in Atlanta Falcons history. I mean, we had a bunch of World Series there in the 90s, but those are all seven-game series, so it's hard to, you know, look at one particular game that would be the best one. And if there was, we lost it. So on to this one being the most important game. Um, so, I mean, this is the most – this is it. Let's, let's, let's talk about Atlanta. For a bit, because we're, I mean, this is Ben's nightmare, because now we have to talk about the Patriots and Tom Brady, and we're going to talk about him for the next hour. So, let's talk. And the only other thing we can talk about is Matty Ice and the Falcons. Yes, so. Um, ben, do you have, Ben, do you have 30 seconds to give us on anything? No, I'll sit this one out, fellas. <laughs> Thanks, Ben.
What do you got for me, Chew? So let's talk about Atlanta. Atlanta has been pretty good all year. I mean, nothing special. Am I wrong in saying that? But this last month, they have turned it up to another level. Okay, they are their offense is scorching hot. Yeah, it's um, as hot as any offense has literally ever been in the NFL ever. I mean, up there with the best offenses of all time. And it was kind of just like we started putting up 45 points a game the last like three or four games of the season. Uh, and it just didn't seem like, uh, well, you know, it's a pretty good offense. A lot of teams are banged up. Uh, whatever. Let's get in the playoffs and actually see what happens. And then we put up 36 on the Seahawks. We put up 44 on the Packers. And it's like, oh, this offense does, is for real. Uh, and so coming into the Super Bowl, I just st- it still got I still say, have the Atlanta say, feeling. Say that, I don't know if we're gonna again. lay the egg. What coming into the Super Bowl? How good is that? The feel? Super Bowl. Oh my God! You know I gotta sit back. I mean I gotta I gotta just look up and and thank God really. If yep. There's anyone he to de- thank. He, he I don't even know if he's up there, but, but I sure just I couldn't believe Thomas Dimitrov put this team together. I had to think. Jesus himself had to do, had something to do with it, uh, and that's something I point out in the last podcast. Like that was going into this year, it was not. I think we talked about this earlier. You guys, it's Super Bowl or bust. Us, we were like, all right, we need to make the playoffs because we went like six and zero last year and didn't make the playoffs. Now we have all the pieces. We should make the playoffs. We have a down division. We make the playoffs, and now we make it all the way to the Super Bowl. It's like this whole team just progressed an entire you know, probably a year or two, but that's kind of the way the NFL is set up for you to immediately come back and be good. I mean, forget turning water into wine. This motherfucker turned the Atlanta Falcons into a Super Bowl team. Dimitrov may just be Jesus. Ooh, a little bit late on the buttons there, BVD. I'm going to need you to keep up. Yeah, get those fingers. So, Atlanta, New England, I don't... It's a very interesting matchup. Um, from 10,000 feet above, I like the matchup. If I'm a Pats fan. I like it because here's going to happen. Number one scoring offense against the number one scoring or the number one defense. Okay. The Patriots can score with the Falcons. Let's get real. I mean, we're, we're our offense is fine. I think our defense is eons better than the Falcons' defense. Okay. Belichick's a defensive guy. He held the Steelers and their high-flying offense with the best weapons in the league to nine points, seven of which, or six of which, was a garbage-time touchdown. Yeah, and uh, I think matchup-wise, the Patriots' defense is better than the Falcons' offense, or Falcons' defense. It's not even, I mean, there's really nothing to say about that. The Falcons' defense really actually turned into one of the better defenses in the league over the past couple of weeks. I mean, they really have. I don't, there's no, Aaron Rodgers, it was 31 to nothing in that game. They didn't do anything. Uh, Russell Wilson, we were up 36 to 10. They didn't do anything in that game. Yep. We were, we were playing good defense right now, but there's no way to say that the Falcons defense is better than the Patriots defense. I mean, they have the best defense in the league, bottom line. And that's the storyline of the Super Bowl for two weeks. That's the storyline. Bottom line, you can search for anything you want. It's this Falcons offense, which is the best in the league, going up against the Patriots defense, which 
is the best in the league, and which one of the other two, uh, the other units, can step up. Here's what I'm. The only thing. Let's all right. Let's let's talk about the backfield. Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman. I'm not, they're, they're not arguably they're the best tandem back in in the NFL. I'll give you that because they are. But don't sleep on the Patriots backfield with Big Legarrette Blunt, Deion Lewis, and James White. They're nothing to sneeze at. Now here's the here's the interesting thing that coaching comes into this so much more than I thought it did maybe even a year ago because Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman are very good running backs. They're versatile, and they're good running the ball. They can take it up the middle. They can bounce it outside. But they're also incredible in the passing game. I mean, Devontae Freeman had 1,500 total yards this year. Only Le'Veon Bell and Ezekiel Elliott have more. Pause there, because that is the one thing that worries me, is Coleman and Freeman out of the backfield catching the ball. That's. I think that's the matchup. Of, I think that's the player matchup of the Super Bowl is – Freeman and Coleman out of the backfield if they get matched up man-to-man single coverage on a linebacker. Yes. I think that's the thing that can hurt because Julio's getting doubled. We know. Everyone knows it. Julio knows it. Everyone in the stadium's going to know it. Everyone in the world's going to know it. If you've never watched a football game in your life, you turn on the TV and you go, well, yeah, they're double covering probably number 11, that guy. Yep. And so that's going to happen. And it's whether or not Mohamed Sanu can win a one-on-one every now and again, and if Freeman and Coleman can get involved enough into the game to keep the first downs coming. And uh, also the one thing we said before this one. Actually, we'll just stick to the matchups here. That's the biggest matchup right there. How do you feel about a good Falcons wide receiving core? It is a good one. I mean, they got Julio, best in the game. Sanu is a good player. He's a great number two. Don't sleep on Tao. Gabriel has really... Yeah, don't sleep on Gabriel. Gabriel, like I was saying, he's going to step up, or he stepped up and had a great second half of the season after we picked him up. Here's what but the, that Patriots secondary is a great secondary. Here's what, what do you think? I mean, let's let's run through it. Malcolm Butler, I think, is the best cornerback in the game. One of the best cornerbacks in the game. He, Malcolm, Butler, Malcolm Butler follows Julio all over the field. And then you ha- That's what's going to happen. Malcolm Butler on Julio. Devin McCourty, another pro bowler, over top at safety help. Then you have Logan Ryan and Patrick Chung, who are playing out of their minds, too. That whole secondary, which has been... Besides the two years ago when we had Revis, that's been our Achilles heel in the past, our secondary. That, along with our uh, our front seven, who is very good at stopping the run, we have two very strong units on, on defense. And if you want to talk about coaching, because I think that's going to make all the difference, I'm, there's no chance I'm ever betting against Bill Belichick because he is the guru, the GOAT. He is the best. And he is so good at scheming, at taking away your best players. So, if you're going to beat us, you're not going to beat us with Julio Jones, okay? You're not. No, flat out. I don't. I don't believe we will either. Julio Jones. The thing about Julio Jones is, when you do take him away, like you said earlier, he's going to have five, six catches for eighty to a hundred yards. Literally, that's taking him away. I mean, yeah, it's, exactly. It's kind of like you know, that's that's kind of like last week. Given that, if you let him have that, and we don't do anything else. We have no chance of winning. But that's the other thing. It always comes down to Sanu, Gabriel, Freeman, and Coleman, and whether Austin Hooper, a rookie, can make a play or two as a tight end. Um, you know, this is a big. that's a big stage for a really young team. And no, not, and even if they aren't young, they're, none of them have been to the Super Bowl. 
I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear they're young. Uh, Kinu, whatever his name is, he's good. Dude, Malcolm Butler was an undrafted free agent in that Super Bowl and made the biggest play in Super Bowl history. Yep. I don't care. That means nothing, okay? You, playmakers make plays. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't know whether or not these guys truly are playmakers yet. You know, Malcolm Butler was Malcolm Butler was pretty good player, a, a surprising a surprising pickup, like a surprising undrafted pickup, and then he makes that play, and you're set for life, bro. Like I catapulted his career to the next level. And so I want to see who I want to see somebody for the Fab Hooper can make a catch, make a crazy catch in the end zone, and make a play, or does he drop it? I don't know because I haven't seen him play him up. Julio is going to catch it. Austin Hooper, I don't know if he will. Let's talk about the the big the big elephant in the room. Well, maybe not elephant in the room. Maybe just a. I mean, Gronkowski's not playing, and that's huge for you guys. But Martellus Bennett is has been huge all year, and although he has he had been quiet in the uh, AFC Championship, he is going to be a factor. He's a beast. Martellus Bennett is. Uh so underrated as a, a two-way tight end, I guess what you'd call it. Um, we're really both the both the Patriots. They have Gronkowski and Bennett. I mean, you. I don't know when you line up without a two tight end set. Those two yep. healthy. I mean, it's you got basically um, a pretty good left tackle and right tackle out there uh, blocking for you, or they can release out and catch a pass. I mean, that's a huge. Uh, matchup issue now we can stick with them with our linebackers because they're young fast and can stick with them but I think he's going to be a much bigger asset sort of sealing off the edge in the run game because I mean that's a big body taking on Deion Jones who's six foot 225 pounds let's be real yeah Keanu Neal is you know um kind of one of our you know he helps out at linebacker almost sometimes because he comes in and stops the run but he's six foot 215 I mean when you got offensive you got five offensive linemen and Martellus Bennett out there sort of moving guys around. Uh, it's going to be tough to... That's kind of a tough matchup for us, too, is Martellus Bennett, if he's healthy enough to to make an impact, then I think he's Here, going to be more impactful running the ball. Here's a stat for you from the NFC Championship. Julio Jones, 180 yards, two touchdowns. Duh. Let's talk about Chris Hogan, who also had 180 yards and two touchdowns. This guy was an All-American lacrosse player at Penn State. He played one year of football at Monmouth State, okay? This guy could be the X-Factor and proved to be the X-Factor in that winner of the Steelers. How do you feel about Chris Hogan, or as I like to call him, Hoagie? It's almost not even Chris. I'm not worried about any player in particular on the Patriots besides Tom Brady. None of them really worry me because... When Tom Brady walks up to the line, I don't think he even knows which wide receiver is which. I think he honestly walks up to the line, looks at the defense, and then goes through his progression and throws it to the open guy, which is kind of what Matt Ryan started to do this year. And so Hogan, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of Belichick on the other side. If we try and take away Hogan, somebody else is going to torch us. I mean, it's just the way Tom Brady is when he gets up to the line. He reads defenses better than anybody on the league. He's better in the pocket than anybody in the league. And so he's just going to find the open man. So Hogan uh, himself doesn't really worry me okay. as much as other people do. 
So, yeah, we talked about Atlanta's amazing receiving core. What about New England? Chris Hogan, Julian Edelman, Michael Floyd, Malcolm Mitchell, Martellus Bennett. Right, and I don't think Edelman, Edelman worry. I guess Edelman does worry me um, probably more than most just because, you know, he's proven that he's – you can't really one-on-one him either. Um, and he's tough to – he's uh, kind of all the Patriots wide receivers are tough to put one-on-one because – they're not just going to run Chris Hogan on a post route every time and Edelman on a slant. They're going to run different routes, wheel routes, out routes, combination routes that lead to somebody being open just against whatever defense you're running. Every one of the Pats, Pats wide receivers routes is an option route, if you haven't noticed. And, yeah. and let's, let's talk about, because this was the flaw that Green Bay and Pittsburgh had. You can't play zone against these teams, okay? Pittsburgh, I mean... First of all, Pittsburgh played zone the whole game pretty much against New England. And we'll dink and dunk, and we have the most yards after catch yak in the league. So we'll take the four-yard pass and then the 15 yards after the after the catch all day. Yeah, so and I, that's, um, that's, that's what we did. That's what we, you know, we've got Dan Quinn, who that's all they did in Seattle uh, before he came over. Man up. Those two man up everywhere. Uh, try and get to the quarterback. Move him off the spot. And that's what they say. That's what Dan Quinn literally says every interview he's ever been in. Move the quarterback off the spot. That's what he says every time. And, um, and that, that is the blueprint to, to – here's the, here's the thing. If It's a kind of a, a double-edged sword. If the, if the Falc – if Brady gets pressured, that, that's the key to beat the Pats, pressuring Brady, which has been – that's been their, the blueprint all along. And on the flip side of that, the Patriots need to get pressure. They didn't get – a goddamn lick of pressure in that AFC game, and they need to pressure the quarterback. They can't just rush three. They got to do scheme blitzes, some twists, some you know I don't know. They they need to do some stunts. They need to get to Matty Ice. They can't make him comfortable back there. So that's what worries me. They need to scheme. And that's what do you think? Who do you think has a better uh, better chance there uh, of getting pressure? The Falcons, who Vic Beasley led the league in sacks. The Fal- um, it's, I mean, I'll stop with that. The, the, the Falcons, um, the Falcons do. I'll give you that. I have a better chance to get pressure on the quarterback. Which, yeah, I, I, I think um, so. I think Matt Ryan is technically a more mobile quarterback. Um, yes, but I mean, Tom Brady is the best at standing at in a tiny pocket, no pocket. Basically, unless you are tackling him, he has no problem throwing the ball. Matt so, Ryan, Matt Ryan's 100% more mobile and can get outside and make a play, but Brady has the best feet out of any quarterback I've ever seen in my life, and he is the best at stepping up in the pocket and making that big throw that he's that he's done his whole career. Yeah, I've seen Tom Brady. Um, first off, like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, kind of the difference there is Aaron Rodgers will walk up to the line of scrimmage and he can read the defense, of course, but. A lot of times he'll walk up to the line of scrimmage and immediately know that this play, whatever play we have, I'm just going to scramble around and get seven to eight more seconds, and then find somebody wide open. Um, and that's not and, that's not really Matt Ryan's mo. So which uh, that that hurts the Patriots. So I, in a sense, I'm glad that we're not playing Aaron Rodgers because he is a nightmare. I mean, Atlanta shut him down, but he's a nightmare for any defense. And that's kind of Matt, the, well, that's kind of the that's kind of the reason we're able to shut him down is because we do play that man up. Uh, and you know you spy Rodgers with a guy like Vic Beasley, uh, just a freak athlete, or Deion Jones or Keanu Neal, 
and suddenly Rodgers doesn't have the seven seconds that he had after he scrambles uh, scrambles right out of the pocket. He's got three or four seconds, and then he might make a mistake. Uh, and so I don't think that's the Patriots' pocket is always so they don't need, they don't they just don't need to make a big pocket for Tom Brady. And, so and, when Dick Beasley flies by, um, you know Tom Brady has two more seconds, and then he makes one other move, and yep. that's when Tom that's when that's when we get killed. And and Brady and and the Pats' offensive line is good. I'm not going to say they're great, but they're they're good. They're definitely good enough. I think they're good. Um, and Brady Brady's smart. Like you saw in that, you know, in the Houston game and the uh, Steelers game, he'll take a sack. He's not going to make a mistake. He'll take a sack. That's fine. He'll live to see the next play. Which I, I mean, it's frustrating at times, but don't fumble it. Don't throw an interception. Minimize the damage. Live to see the next play. All right. And so. I want to bring up the matchup of Legarrette Blunt versus uh, the run, the uh, linebackers and sort of run game or run defense of the Falcons. What do you what do you see there? So, I think the book is out on Legarrette Blunt. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna pound and pound and pound. He's always gonna fall forward, which I love. Um, he'll get three yards. He'll get four yards, and then he'll break one. I mean, you saw in Pittsburgh, he took the whole fucking team with him. He took him 15 yards. He had eight guys on his back, and he took that pile damn near the damn near the goal line. Right, and that's um, kind of worries me, just because our run defense is uh, it it's been above average to good or pretty good uh, over the last two games, but. Let's be real here. We're facing Ty Montgomery. The guy's wearing number 88. Uh, we're facing the Seahawks. This isn't the Seahawks of old. They traded their center for Jimmy Graham, and then Marshawn Lynch isn't there anymore. So, that you know, that's not the same running team it was a couple of years ago either. And so, still kind of unproven again, can this team, you know, step up and stop LeGarrette Blunt when really we've, we kind of shut, we shut down Ty Montgomery and, Who's good? Uh, he's, a, he's a good I running mean, back. He's really he's, good. He had a couple of big games against some teams. So I mean, he's you know he's not a bad running back, but he's it's not the same as Legarrette Blunt. What do you have? Nineteen touchdowns this year? Yep. I mean, uh, it's not the rec- same. So Patriots, right? And so here's my thing. The, all right. So here it's it's the Patriots need to run the ball better. I mean, they didn't run the ball good at all against the Steelers, and they they relied. I would say before the game was over, they relied maybe ninety percent on the pass. Third and short, they were passing. And they are going to need to establish a run and have a much better performance on the ground if they want to win this game. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I think both. I think both teams do. Honestly, like both teams are going to have to have a run game. And I like to think, and I also like to think uh, that uh, you don't. Sometimes you don't have to sit there and rip off twenty-yard runs, you know, in the third quarter, and that you know establishes your ground game. I think just keep doing it. Just keep doing it because it opens up the play action so much more. I mean, when especially when you don't have a, a, you're just a human. You can't record or you can't react fast enough when you see Matt Ryan turn around and hand the ball off. There's just no way you can react fast enough to Justin Gabriel running a drag route across the middle if you're freezing for the run. And so uh, whether it works or not, just keep after it. And, uh, and here's and here's my thing. I mean, even when they were getting those one-yard runs and even losing a yard in the runs, the, the Pats kept to it, which really opened up, the, which always opens up play action, which in turn opened up that flea flicker that had Chris Hogan 
wide open for a 40-yard touchdown. So, Which in turn stick- goes back to open up the run. I mean, it just it just keeps setting yourself up for play after play. Don't freak out over anything that happens. Um, but with that, we're going to uh, walk our way into a, uh, a little message from our boys from Shinesty. Is that right, BBD? What's up, fellas? Wanted to talk to you about my friends over at Shinesty. Probably the most ridiculous clothing company you'll ever come across in your entire life. Um, they've got everything from NFL team suits to ski onesies. Um, Mardi Gras is coming up, and I think Valentine's Day as well. So you should get cracking on that. Um, they've got suits for both occasions. If you're in college and you need something for a date party, don't look like a loser. Go to shinesty.com and uh, use the promo code HASH for 20% off your first order and probably every other order after that. So, again, go to shinesty.com, S-H-I-N-E-S-T-Y.com. You may like the way you look, but we do not guarantee it. Shinesty. And I'll give you and I'll give you one one this is an, another uh big thing for you Shinesty fans out there. Uh if the Pats win, you get an extra 10% off. If the Falcons win, you get an extra 10% off. Either way, you're getting one hell of a deal. Thank God it's a Falcons Pats Super Bowl here. Um and yeah. you know, maybe you're not a football fan. Maybe you're a fan of uh, a little thing I like to call MTV. Because they got a show coming up this spring. So check that out as well. Some good guys. You can get some crazy suits. And uh, I like that Valentine's Day plug. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So back to the matter at hand. Falcons. What's the matter at hand again? Wait, what's happening? It's something. Is it? Is it basketball season? Oh, wait, no. It's the fucking New England Patriots, Tom Brady, and the Atlanta Falcons, Matty Ice, for the Super Bowl, for all the marbles, for bragging rights. I can only thank Cairo Santos. Yeah. Santos, if it wasn't for you, uh, we wouldn't be. Well, we'd probably still be here, but I mean, you made it all. You made the journey that that much more enjoyable. Thank you, Cairo. Hey, what's up? This is Cairo Santos, kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you're listening to Hash It Out. Back to the back to the Pats. Um, Brady's on a mission. He is. Let, let's just take a step back. He's playing in his seventh Super Bowl. Wrap your head around that. How many uh, seven? How many guys have played in seven Super Bowls? How many quarterbacks? Zero. Well, one. Tom Brady. Yeah, and that's that's all you need. I mean, I don't. Even, I don't even know what else to say. That's all you need to know. That's and and incredible. And so the game, the, the game could boil down to one thing. We spoke about this earlier, and that word is experience. Matt Ryan just won his first two playoff games ever. Third. I know he doesn't. I know Second he looks. He looks. He he looks like a seasoned he looks like a seasoned quarterback out there, but he's he's new on the stage. Brady's played in over thirty. This would be a thirty fourth playoff game. He's played in. He's won four Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs. This guy is built for these moments, and if anyone is going to rise to the occasion, it's going to be Thomas fucking Brady. Yeah, and everybody knows that. Everyone knows that. But and, like and I said thing- before, Tom Brady wasn't the guy until Tom Brady was the guy. And Joe Flacco wasn't the guy until Joe Flacco won the fucking Super Bowl. And Aaron Rodgers wasn't the guy until Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl. And so yeah, none of, nobody was the guy until they were the guy. And I'm not really comparing any of those guys to Tom Brady, honestly, because Tom Brady's won four Super Bowls. But nobody was the guy until they were the guy, so I think it might come down to some of the other... Uh, 
some of the other players on there. How many uh, how many of the guys on defense have been uh, uh, more than I guess have been on the team for let's call it two or three years to go back to the other one. I mean, Malcolm Butler, Logan Ryan, Devin McCourty, Tim Hightower, uh, Nikovich, um, Patrick Chung. Oh, so a lot of them. And so I mean, that's I where I think the experience will come into play. You know, that's Agreed. that's where the real experience comes into play. I mean, an entire team comes in that has been to a Super Bowl, gone through, let's be real here, the two weeks beforehand. You get a week off. One of those weeks, you're spent in an entirely different city, which is not a routine for an NFL player. A routine for the NFL player is you wake up at home, you go in, get your treatment or whatever, go practice, film, game, and then go home, do it again until you leave to go to wherever the game is, where you wake up on Sunday and go to the go to the stadium. And so this week, you're in Houston answering questions, like I said before as well. Uh, but these guys haven't been the Falcons haven't been in front of a camera all year, and everyone gets asked questions at the Super Bowl media day. You know, it's kind of even really been. They haven't really even been. They've been one of the better teams. They haven't been in the national spotlight. Honestly, no. they've been overlooked by you know the Packers and red hot Aaron Rodgers. We weren't in the um, national spotlight until last week, almost until like the second half of last week. I mean, it really wasn't that. Uh, you know prevalent that we really could make it to the Super Bowl. It was just kind of a thought that Aaron Rodgers would be Aaron Rodgers and take him to the Super Bowl, which was, of course, it was, that was in the back of my mind. Was That was my only thought, was if Aaron Rodgers is good enough to just beat us single-handedly and go to the Super Bowl. Turns out he wasn't. But the, the Falcons could use that to their... If they're smart and they play it right, they could use that to their advantage. You know, kind of like an us... I mean... I don't know. I would say us against the world, but let's get real. 97% of the world wants Atlanta to win because they hate the evil empire. I think it would be more of an us against the world for thinking we're going to win more than wanting us to win. Meaning I think that more people think the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl, and I completely see why you would think that. I mean, they're a three-point favorite, which is – it's a field goal. It's a field goal. It's not like – it's not, but it's a Super Bowl. I mean, what kind of spread are they going to give you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's go time for these two teams. Um, this is what you put. This is what you practice in the summer for. This is what you go through two days for. This is what you fucking watch hours and hours and days and weeks of film for. For one more game, one game to rule them all. One game to bind them. I just can't believe it came down to me. And your stupid Patriots. What was that, Beauty? I heard a little fun fact today. Apparently, 11 out of the last 12 Super Bowl winners wore white. And the Patriots are wearing white. That's one of those facts where you can go cram up your cram hole. Because that's stupid. That means nothing. I mean, yeah, we, and we wore... Uh, that's a pretty tight... 11 out of 12. Cool. That's a pretty I mean, cool coin. That's a great We wore white when we won it in 2014. We also wore blue the last three Super Bowls. Or, no, that's not true. But we wore blue before. Yeah, I mean, how many times do the Patriots... Have the Patriots wore white and lost a Super Bowl? Can the Falcons please come out and throw back black Dirty Bird jerseys? I don't think we will. I would love that. If I wanted anything, it would be that right there. The black and the the all-black helmets. What if... What if the guy's colorblind? What if who's colorblind? A fan. 
What matters if it's white or fucking dark? Who cares? Who cares? I, I just want... You know what? Whatever jersey you wear, just fucking get the ball to Julio. Let's just go shirts and skins. Let's go. So put the ball down. Put the, Shirts and skins, I love it. Put the fucking ball. And I love how Belichick, all year, we win the toss and we always defer. We win the toss against Pittsburgh, and Belichick goes, give me the fucking ball. Let's go get it. We said that right at the beginning of the NFC Championship. We're sitting there. They flip the coin up. My buddy just screams out in wonderful Matt Hasselback style. We want the ball, and we're going to score. Yeah. I mean, if— I mean, and the, and true words never came uh, never came to pass from old Matty Hasselback. So oh, I no, mean, wait. He threw a pick six on that possession. I mean, let's let's get real. I think if the Patriots win the toss— I don't know if they take. See, you 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 don't want you don't want Atlanta's offense to get momentum early. So I could easily see them take getting taking the ball. If I'm in Atlanta, they're taking the ball regardless. Correct? Yeah, I mean, every game that we've played over the last five or six weeks, we're out to a fourteen to seventeen point lead, and. Against this offense, I mean, it's really there's no it's it's almost impossible to come back from that because they're going to score probably another three touchdowns. I th- you think you think the Patriots have a gadget play up their sleeve? I think they do. I don't know if the Falcons are going to be foolhardy enough to pull one. You think you think you, you think you see a, you could see an Edelman pass in the near future? I absolutely think an Edelman pass is in the near future. I could see an and Edelman it's always. But see, the Patriots are always the ones that are going to do it. I don't want to say at the safest time, but at the most opportune the time, time. Yeah, we'll call it the most opportune time to where they're not going to be losing after if Edelman throws a pick or you know be in a terrible spot to where they yep. lose all momentum or anything like that. It, they'll just put it into an opportune time to where the worst thing that can happen is probably an incomplete pass or a, then or it goes for a touchdown. I mean, that flea flicker was ran to perfection. Deion Lewis took the ball into the friggin' heart of the line, turned around, pitched it back, Brady, one pump, gone. And that yeah, was awesome. That was, uh, that was a perfect, perfect flea flicker. And, you know, that's the whole team. That's the offensive line, too. If, you know, if somebody... Uh, gets a push up front right through the middle. Uh, Deion Lewis might run into the back of his center or guard and fall down or something like that. So, I mean, it's just an entire team effort, which I think both these teams have done better than anybody up to this point, which well, is just the, execute the play that is called. Well, they are in the Super Bowl, so you're, you are true there. Hence, them being in the Super Bowl. But Chris Hogan runs a 4-3-40. That guy fucking flies. He is gas. He's tall. So he can stretch a defense, and I, I just I want to be honest, bro. Atlanta fans, you you don't want none. You don't want none. I, do want, I want all of it. I want the whole fucking thing, and I can't wait. I can't. Yeah. Wait. I mean, I do want I, all of it. I don't this know. This is what this is what everybody. Who you know? Who do you got? You don't want none of this. Sure. We'll drop forty. Here comes forty points. Can you score forty-five? I don't think I don't think it'll be that high scoring. 
I, I think it's going to be 31-28, something like that. I think this game is going to go 21-28 to 28 in the second quarter. Just both teams come out firing with the game plans they've been setting up. Kind of the Hugh Freeze Ole Miss deal where it's just first three drives, doesn't matter what defense you run. We've had this set up the entire week. We're going to run these 15 plays and score three touchdowns. And I think both teams are going to do that and then settle in. Then the defense is going to settle into a groove and it's going to come down to, you know, what kind of game are we looking at going into the fourth quarter? What kind of, are we looking at a game where it's 31-28 and this could come down to a field goal? Or are we looking at a blowout? I mean... It kind of it almost I don't, comes. I don't really see a blowout either way, honestly. I don't. I don't either. And it almost comes down to what team gets knocked off their game plan first, which, you know, Belichick's been known for making adjustments on the fly. I mean, you saw he saw his little defensive speech in 2014. You just got to do your job. Just do what. Just do what you're supposed to do. Okay, and good things will happen. The play works on the whiteboard. Remember when we went over this on the whiteboard, and. Basically, there's no way to defeat it. I mean, do your job, and you should be okay. Do your job, and I think a, another big thing is, which is good for both of us. I think are both teams completely healthy? Um, ninety-eight percent. We are missing Trufant, but we've been missing him the whole playoffs. So yeah, it's okay. not like you know, it's like it's the Patriots are missing Gronk. You know, we're not missing anybody specifically for this game that we didn't have well, the last couple of weeks. Well, that's you know? that's a good caveat. That's what I meant. Like, we, like we, have, we, we have the squads we've been with for the last two months of, you know. Yeah. So. These are the squads that we came into the playoffs with. This is what, you know, we looked like. Alex Mack did go down um, for one play, uh, which is scary because he might be the cog that holds this whole thing together. Uh, they're right up on the front line. I mean, he makes all the calls for the offensive line which has taken a lot off Matty Ice's plate to make calls to the wide receivers and uh, kind of just sit there, sit back and read the defense a little more. And so think... he's got a he's got a little bit of a hurt ankle. He's not practicing this week. Neither is Julio, but Julio Julio hasn't practiced since God knows when. Guy just goes out there and plays Sandlot. You can't stop him. Yeah, so that's um, I think it's good. It's good the extra week really and and here's to your benefit. I mean, Julio is gonna they they can they can afford to sit these guys for a week. And not really, you know, and still get a whole week of practice. Yeah, and you're not, you know, are you putting anything in? Are you putting anything new in? Yes, I mean, I don't know about Atlanta's, you know, second tier team, but the Patriots game plan new for every team they play. So you bet your ass, Belichick probably hasn't slept since Sunday. Probably has watched the last fifteen years of game film on on Atlanta. Probably has even watched the last five years of game film on Seattle. Because Dan Quinn's defense, and he's familiar with the defense, so I think we come out. I don't think it's new. I think it's, I think the, I think he hasn't ran it yet. I think he hasn't shown anybody it yet, and he can go back and say, go back in a walkthrough and say, all right, guys, remember the whoopsie do from June? Well, here it comes because we haven't shown it all year. Yeah, that's yeah. So I, I'd be, I, I'm excited to see how we come out. I mean. It's a good, it's a great offense we're playing. We, we haven't played an offense. I mean, the best offense we've played probably, I mean, is the Steelers? It has to be, even though they didn't really do shit. But like I said, again, we shut down Antonio Brown, held him 77 yards. We made Eli Rogers and Jesse James beat us, and they didn't beat us. So 
that's what's gonna that's what's gonna come down to is you know we're gonna make and that's, I mean that's is did, could Eli Rogers and Jesse James beat you? No. Can Muhammad Sanu, Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman beat you? We'll see. We it remains to be seen. So what's the uh, uh, what's the vibe like in Atlanta right now? It is rocking. It's such a big fuck you vibe all over the place. Just and of and just finally. Like just finally because Dan Shaughnessy over there in Boston once again brings up the fact that there aren't any fans here. Um, yeah. why, don't you, why don't you come to one of those games we just had over here and see and see how fucking loud it was? You know, they're probably pumping in crowd noise. Let's get real. Aaron Rodgers did have a good line about that cocksucker. What he said? <laughs> did you, did you hear that? He, he, he said out there. He's in an interview, and they were like, "Yeah, so you're going into the George Dome is pretty loud there last week. Well, you know, what do you think?" And he goes, "Yeah, you know that I've been there a couple of times before. Place gets really loud. Uh, you know, whether or not it's all real remains to be seen." <laughs> but which I'm not even mad at. I kind of love Rogers. Yeah, and yeah I mean, we pumped in crowd noise and got caught. How do you get caught for that? <laughs> Come on, PA announcer, be better. Hitting, dude. I mean, but let's get real. They're, I mean, they're a dome team. I guess they're playing in a dome, but it's not the Georgia Dome. Uh, you know, I think I think a lot of the Falcons' success comes from that home field advantage. And like I, I don't said, think there's any chance this game is. Less than sixty forty Patriots fans, in terms of fan distribution, yeah. I really don't. Um, but but also, you know, the Super Bowl is so freaking expensive that you know twenty percent of the guys there are wearing Steelers and Dolphins jerseys. Yeah, or suits because they're just fake fucking corporate assholes. Yeah, enjoy your tickets. Yeah, I so bled I'm, for this. Yeah, I mean it's. I'm happy. For, I am happy for you because I don't hate Atlanta. Is one of the teams I don't really. I don't hate. I hate Denver. I hate Seattle. I hate Carolina. Um, I hate the Jets. I hate the Ravens. Like the Falcons. I mean, Atlanta fans and Atlanta. Atlanta's cute. They're a cute team. You know. So I don't really. I don't hate them. They're you know they're cute. They um, they're they're doing their part. You're you're just cocksucker tone. Just always, just it just emanates through the microphone and out into the masses so much that I just, I it just it makes me cringe. I mean, so much. It's it's kind of like Tom Brady. They're like on WEEI. They're like, hey, uh, so you know Matt Matt Ryan played over at BC. Uh, are you guys pretty friendly? He's like, yeah, yeah. Me 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 and Matty, yeah, we we text right now and then like you know good game and this and that. Uh, he he's a good kid. You know, he, that's such a fucking Matt, that's such a cocksucker New England thing to say too. He's Matt Ryan's a good kid. I mean, he's he's you know he's the MVP. He's what he is. I mean, he is what he is. You 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 can take all the all the hardware doesn't don't mean a thing without the ring, buddy. I want one piece of hardware. One. The whole city wants one piece of hardware. The whole city has only seen one piece of hardware in sixty years. And. Uh, the reason you sit there and you watch these guys talk about Atlanta fans and everything is because, yeah, you go to a game in August and we're not that into it because I sat there and watched the Braves go to five World Series and only win one. I don't give a shit about the regular season. I don't give a shit about being the five seed in the East if you're the Hawks. I don't care about going to the NLCS if you're the Braves. I don't care about going to the NFC Championship if you're the Falcons. I want to win a damn championship. 
And this is it. This is the time. Go out there and win this championship. It's go time, folks. And it's go time. And so all week we'll be talking about, blogging about, texting about, thinking about, dreaming about uh, the Super Bowl. And I, I honestly, I can't wait. I'm, I'm on cloud nine. I know BMAC, you're on cloud nine. And like I said, man, uh, take it all in because this is this is one time where I can turn on ESPN. I can turn on SportsCenter and just sit there and just feel like God is good and the Pats are king. I hate ESPN. Yeah, I, I don't like I hate it. Them. But but it's it's but, gonna be a good. It's, it, and you know what else I I do? I'm I feel like you now in this instance where I just. I just sit here and relish. If I could just watch, if I could just take their faces when they're talking about the Falcons, and I know they don't want to, and especially the Falcons versus the Patriots, like I just know they don't want to talk. They want to talk about anything else, and they're just sitting there and they have to talk about it. If I could just take their face, and I know there's just soul in that moment, and cook it into a, just a little a little meal and eat it. Oh my God, it would taste so sweet. Fuck you, Wilbon. Interesting that you went there, but. Yeah, I agree. Fuck ESPN. Fuck everyone, dude. Let's fucking go, Pats. Um, make sure you tune in uh, next week for our Super Bowl preview part two. We're taking live callers on the air. Um, would love to see what you guys have to say about the matchup. Um, a lot of our fan, a lot of our friends are from Atlanta, so I'm sure it'd be it'd be heavy on the Atlanta side. But I mean, you know, let's get real. They're all losers. You so. got Murr in the back pocket. We, I got I got Murray in my back pocket, so I got I got a couple I got a couple. You know the Murr sitting there in the back pocket, and the Murr and Zulo. A call between Murr and Zulo is just a fucking echo chamber of jerking <laughs> off to the Patriots. Oh like, just man! Back and forth. Like, how do you stop Tom Brady? Uh, I don't know. If only there was another Tom Brady. But how can you have <laughs> another Tom Brady to stop Tom Brady if there can only be one Tom Brady because he's the goat, and there can't be two goats, so only one Tom Brady is possible. It's a philosophical argument that we just can't get into right now. I mean, either way, Tom Brady should win the Super Bowl. The Patriots and Highland and, and Tom Brady are kind of like Highlander. There can only be one. And you know what? That one is about to goddamn fall. So, I mean, that's why they put. That's why they play the game, folks. That's so why uh, they play the game, and let's put the ball down. Put the fucking ball down. Let's go. Let's go play two. I mean, we'll play one, but I wanted to say that old Willie Mays quote. I'll take that. I mean, I'll take that. Yeah. I, wish there was, I wish we could play the Super Bowl every week. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's a Super Bowl preview part one. Uh, Atlanta, New England, um, Mac and Chew. I mean, it kind of embodies the whole hash sports um, aura over here, if you will. So it's going to be a good week. It's going to be a fun week of uh, press conferences and uh, hype videos and, you know, jerking off the Pats videos and, you know, the four Super Bowl DVDs I have on my shelf right now. I'll probably watch time and time again. So, it's going to be good. I mean, BMAC doesn't have that luxury. You can watch, you know, Atlanta Falcons lose or the Braves blow five World Series. But, you know, whatever. It's, it's, I'm not going to go tit for tat or, or beat a horse wise down. It's about you right now, BMAC. It is about me. It's about me and the opportunity at hand. And the opportunity at hand is to just shove this fucking Super Bowl down your throat forever. Because God is only going to grant us this one time, Zulo. He loves playing around with our hearts with the Hawks and Celtics in the playoffs, but he's he's throwing us a bone here. And I swear to God, if the Falcons can't just pull one off, I can't deal with it. I'll never be able to deal with it. And so this is the time, Atlanta. Help me out and rise up. This game will decide the future of friendships. Just saying. 
I mean, we'll do this show, but it's just not going to be cordial. No, it won't. It'll be a lot of fuck yous and a lot of, a lot of digs at each other. But until then, we're still friends. We can talk. So we got a, we got a week and a half. So I'll see you for part two. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you in the other side of part two. Uh, until then, uh, in, in, enjoy being the NFC champions, and I'll enjoy being the AFC champions um, until there can be one. Have a good one, ladies and germs. I'll catch you on the flip. Rise up. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.